Hey there, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. My name is Janelle Rolat, and as you all know, this is and has been the One Organized Mama podcast, currently in transition to explore a wider range of topics. So if you've listened to the past few episodes, you know that I kind of want to get away. I'm kind of I'm kind of walking away a little bit from just focusing on home organization and time management and really trying to broaden the type of topics that I talk about, but still centered around productivity, organization, and time management. And what my intention is, is to really build a community of other small business owners and entrepreneurs who are who have a lot to offer in, in that area. So... Stay tuned as I continue to transition. Thank you for joining me along my journey. I wish I could just be that person that's like in one fell swoop, like here it is, here's the changes, but I am not. I am always a work in progress in all areas of life. And so if you're not familiar with who I am, this maybe perhaps is your first time to that podcast. I am a former professional organizer. I ran a home organizing business in Las Vegas, Nevada from 2012 to 2020. And then in 2020, I started to transition. I had my I got my real estate license and started to transition into real estate. So I currently hold a real estate license in two states, Nevada and Georgia. I am also a wife, mom of three beautiful children, and wearer of many hats in life. So life is is always interesting around here. It's a little bit crazy. I drive my husband totally nuts who's like, likes things to be like super, you know, calm, like let's know what we're doing. Let's not add too much to our plate. And I am like constantly heaping stuff onto our plates. So, but I managed to get it all done. I will say a little pat on the back. I'm actually pretty dang productive and manage my time really well. So what I would like to do is expand this audience a little bit more and also expand the, again, range of topics that we're talking about, including other small business owners and entrepreneurs that have a lot to add to this conversation of let's look, take a look at our whole lives, our, like I like to call the seven buckets of our life, our, not just our home, but our physical health, our financial life, our family, our social hobby. What about quiet time? I mean, we're pulled in so many different directions. We need to step away, especially if you're a busy mom, a busy parent, pulled in a lot of different directions. A lot of times we tend to go towards the distractions, but I am here to tell you, you need to get into the practice of just kind of stepping away from the distractions, even if it's just a few minutes a day. So again, expanding on all of those different topics, work life, um, all of that. So if you feel like you have something that you could add to this conversation, um, what I have been doing is growing a membership. So it's it's a membership. There's a link to the Buy Me a Coffee in my in the the notes to the show. You can click on it. It's a nine dollar a month membership, and it includes uh, an invitation to an exclusive 
Facebook group. So in that Facebook group, you can ask questions, uh, again, all related to productivity, time management, and organization in all of those different areas of life. And if you have a business that can add to that conversation and you want to promote it, if you want to share your message, this would be a great platform for you to do so. And what I really want to do, I I do get a lot of inquiries for people who want to be on the podcast, but to be quite honest, I'm pretty protective of my audience. You know, I've, I've connected with a lot of you guys out there and I don't want to just bring anyone in. I really want to kind of get to know them. And so guests for this podcast will really kind of be picked from the membership, from the, the community, the membership community. And that way I get to know and I'm like, wow, that person has a really great message. And then, yes, I would love to, again, offer a platform supporting another small business owner and sharing the message that could benefit many. So, all right. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what if what if you you feel drawn to starting a business like you have a heart for entrepreneurship. Perhaps you have an idea or maybe you just you kind of have a lot of ideas. You just don't know where to go with them. So what I'm going to do, because I felt that and I've been in your shoes, <clears throat> I'm going to take you kind of back to um, starting my businesses. So I've, again, the home organization, two different real estate businesses, and I've actually helped a family member, my brother, with a, a transportation business. So I kind of went through the same processes or this five-step process I'm going to share with you when kind of starting out. So this isn't if you're already in it and kind of doing it, I mean, these steps can help you, but this is really sort of in that idea phase. Like I have an idea, I'm not sure if it's going to work, or I have no idea how to get started on it. That's kind of where we're at with this episode. And so I'm going to teach you kind of how to organize all of those thoughts and all of those little to-dos that you have to do along the way to get up and running. Now, uh, disclaimer, I all of my experience, my business experience is in service industry or service-based type businesses. I do not have any experience in any kind of product type business, just full disclosure. So if you are creating something, um, creating a product, a tangible item to sell, uh, you could still certainly benefit from this podcast episode, but just so you know, this is really from my expertise and experience as a service-based entrepreneur. But I would love to hear from any of you who do offer a product um, and if you have something to add to the conversation and maybe some tips, join our membership. I would love to get to know you. Okay. Also, um, for my members, I am creating a checklist. So this will be in the files section of the Facebook group. So what I've essentially done is any kind of like paperwork or file or checklist or diagram or whatever, um, I have them in the files section of the membership group so you guys can access those as members. You can download them, print them out, Use them to your uh, desire. Okay, so the five steps. Number one, brainstorm. I am a huge fan of brainstorming. And 
The reason why is that it is an activity where you essentially get things out of your head and onto paper. Now, I always emphasize this, and I know I'm like, to some of you, I'm kind of like an old lady because I'm Gen X, but put it on actual paper. I Sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, I only use digital or I use an iPad or type stuff. I'm, I encourage you to actually do this activity with good old fashioned pen and paper. And again, and I've said this before, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not a therapist, I've taken like two anatomy and physiology classes in college, so that's the extent of my knowledge of the human body, but I will say this, um, there is some belief or perhaps even some scientific uh, studies behind the art of writing something down. It does something, there's like a physiological thing that happens sometimes in the brain, in I'm even stretching it there if it's physiological. Perhaps it's just like a mental or an emotional thing that happens in the brain with the physical act of writing it down. And I've experienced it. I can't quite explain how it works. But when I go through a brainstorming process for anything, like, for instance, we just moved into a new home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there are a million things I need to do getting into that house. I write it all down on paper. I just get out of my head and onto paper. What it helps me do is number one, it alleviates stress and anxiety. I'm like, okay, I can see everything in one spot. And then it sort of helps me prioritize like what is what's most important? What am I like? Why am I worried about that? I'm not even gonna get that. I don't even like that. And you know, I can kind of cross that off the list. And when I do that, it 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 does have an effect on me. It does help me to sort of like, okay, I can hone in, I can focus on the things that are most important to me. So I really highly, highly encourage you to do this with paper and pen and not with your phone or a computer or a tablet. So basically, again, brainstorming is all about the activity of getting everything out of your head and onto paper. Write down all of your thoughts, your dreams, your fears, your questions, your ideas, even your business names. And also you can write down like what could be obstacles. For instance, again, coming from my own experience as a mother and a wife, um, I wish that, (laughs) and this was something that was kind of a controversy at a time, when I first left my what my mother called a good paying job that I was slowly having a slow death in sitting in a cubicle uh, and feeling like I was wasting my life away. Leaving that and having three kids and a husband and, you know, making that leap, that transition from this like sure thing where I got a paycheck every two weeks to, I don't know if I'm going to get a paycheck at all or when does a payday begin? And just knowing like failure was not an option and I had to take that leap and and kind of talk about the steps. And I'm going to do more detail. I'm going to do an episode on my own personal entrepreneurship journey because I feel like I have a lot to share on that and hopefully to connect and help people because there's a lot of things that people automatically assume about you when you are a small business owner, especially if you've had any kind of success in small business. But but there were so many obstacles. Like for instance, money. Hello. I was like, how do I, 
uh, convince my husband, for instance, hey, I think it's a good idea if I quit my job or I get a paycheck every two weeks and go start this business. I mean, obstacle number one, how to convince the husband that this was a great idea. And that took about a solid year, I mean, probably a little bit more from in like the concept to putting in my two week notice. That was, I, I've gosh, I remember it was like a July to October. So however many months that is like 15 months, 16 months process of making that transition and putting that money away and cutting back on expenses and really kind of giving us a cushion. So just in case it didn't work, then I had, you know, some money in the bank to kind of carry us through and get our bills paid. So obviously that's an obstacle. That is something that I had to, again, get out of my head. I couldn't just think about it. I had to actually get it out of my head. I had to communicate it with my husband and we actually had to get a plan in action. Also, one of the things, and I actually wrote this down twice on my list, were dreams. Getting your dreams out too. One of my dreams back then was like wanting so desperately to feel like I was my own boss. That I was like in charge of my own destiny, if you will. I know it sounds slightly melodramatic, but honestly, that's how I felt. I Again, three kiddos. I have a big age spread between my kiddos. And I just wanted to be like, feel like I was a little bit more of a hands-on mom. I was a mom. I was a good mom, but I just felt like life was just sort of robotic and I had to be super uber organized just to get through our day. And, um, you know, I had at one point an hour and a half commute, which included dropping off kids at three different locations on my way to work. And then, um, everything that's expected of us after kids, you know, after school, all of the activities, all of the demands on us. And I just felt like I was living this very robotic life. I had to ask for permission to get off work for for everything, for a doctor's appointment. And yes, I'm not saying, I mean, that's how it is when you're employed, obviously. Um, But I also, the thing I really hated is I had to compete for a vacation time. So there was a seniority process and I, I just felt like I was never like high enough to be able to get any decent vacation time and stuff too. So it was always like Arbor Day or something random like that where my kids were still in school. So I just, those were the things that, that I would dream about. Like, you know what, being able to take time off when my husband is also off from work um, being able to attend the soccer games and not just get little snippets of video or photos while I'm sitting in my cubicle because I'm working on a Saturday morning. So those were my dreams. And, and it's so important to write down those dreams because those are the things that help keep you focused. Those give you focus and help you get through those obstacles to say, you know what? It's going to be worth it. And that's exactly what I did. I, I was okay cutting back on a lot of expenses back then because I kept my eye on the prize, those dreams, 
And I just worked. I knew that this season where I just had to work extra hard was going to get me there. I knew it. I just kept my eyes on it. And I'm telling you this, it worked. So again, it's important to write those things down, get them out of your head and onto paper. Now on that brainstorming page or pages, let's face it, um, sometimes it's more than just one page. I think it's important to date it. And again, this is something that you're going to continuously do. This is something that I teach people to do for the time management anyway, uh, to get everything out of your head and onto paper. And I am a big fan about dating these pages and keeping them. Why? Well, I think it's important to look back to first track your progress, um, to see the changes that you've made along the way. As a reminder, again, a reminder of where you've come from, a reminder of where you are now, a reminder of why you're doing this. And also, it kind of helps you mark some of your achievements. It's a lot of fun to go back and say, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. I wrote that down as one of my goals or one of the things that I wanted to do, and I accomplished it. A pat on the back. Hello, high five to yourself. Um, and so that's something that I think is super, super important because I, I hate to, I don't want to discourage anybody, but the road to entrepreneurship, small business, and and again, whether it's real estate or professional organizing, it can sometimes feel very, very lonely. Like I said, people have a lot of different misconceptions. Um, about small business owners. And again, even if you've, if you've had a success and stuff, it's funny. I had four real estate transactions that closed lately and no one's applauding. I mean, no, I'm applauding. I'm like, wow, that was, that was really a lot of work and it was super stressful. I'm, I'm happy, you know, and sometimes you just have to kind of pat yourself on the back because sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely along the journey. So, and that's something that I want to change with this um, community that I'm trying to build so that we can give each other, like you have a place where you can be like, Hey, guess what? I, I achieved this and I want to be able to um, celebrate that in a really genuine fashion and really build a community where we're supportive of each other. Also on that page, this is, and this is actually kind of fun and it's kind of fun to see when things don't work out. So perhaps you had an idea and I always, you have to have a sense of humor about it, but you could kind of look back and be like, oh yeah, that didn't work out very well. Laugh it off, laugh it off. Or be like, thank goodness that didn't work out because I've since learned if that did work out, this is what things would have looked like by now, or this would have happened, or this wouldn't have happened. So I'm actually really grateful that didn't work out. Or yeah, that was embarrassing. I mean, you'll have the whole gamut. You'll have the whole spectrum of emotions from this. And again, it's a really great practice to get into. So again, out of your head and onto paper, brainstorm, get everything out, get in the regular practice of doing this. All right, step number two to getting started, research. You have your idea. So for me, professional organizing, real estate, I had to research everything. And I encourage you to do the same. So this is really kind of where you start getting off out of your comfort zone. You start to like, okay, you start to put some action behind 
um, your ideas and you need to get detailed. You need to get super detailed. So let's take a business name, for instance, because this is something that a lot of people have asked me. Obviously, One Organized Mama, very at one time, I would say very unique name. A lot of people have adopted it since, whatever it is what it is. I mean, I'll always have a little chip on my shoulder about that, but whatever. But um, you would be surprised. Like, I think sometimes when I've, um, like, for instance, like, I, I, my husband and I are kind of in this fun little, like, should I rename the podcast? And so we're sort of doing these, like, little mini brainstorming sessions together every week and coming up with ideas and, like, he he is kind of hilarious because he's like the idea guy, but puts no action behind any of his ideas. So it's sort of the family joke. Like he'll come up with this like brilliant idea and I'm like, that's great. That's perfect. And he's always like, yep, you act on it. You You go make it happen. So kind of our little thing that we have, but he really is kind of fun to brainstorm with and sometimes can get a little silly. But This is where you take, so you have that name and you're like, oh, I'm sure nobody has thought of this name. (laughs) You would be surprised. So here are some steps. This is how detailed I want you to get. So for instance, if you think you have a brilliant business name, I want you to go to GoDaddy. I want you to type it in because I guarantee you it's probably pretty likely somebody has purchased that domain. So GoDaddy, if you're not familiar, is the place where I've purchased all my domains uh, names and a domain name is basically your website name. And um, all, it's super easy. You just literally go to GoDaddy.com, type it in. But the great thing about GoDaddy is they will, if that name is taken, it'll give you a lot of different other suggestions. So um, that's a great place to start. Also, I want you to type that into all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, what are the kids doing these days, Snapchat, uh, whatever other social media is available, type it in. Now, don't fret because I have found that sometimes you will find that someone has been using the name, but take a look, like, are they active? Do they, is that someone who's, like, for instance, I have a name potentially a new name for the podcast. I'm, I'm on the fence on whether to change the name or not. But I have a name that's very similar to my current name. And I typed it in and there is a podcast by that name, of course, but they don't seem to be posting a lot of different episodes. So I have my eye on them. And I'm going to kind of just keep keep an eye on them and see. And then um, also, you want to tr- check the Trademark and Patent Office um, and uh, make sure you can still use that name. Now, I know from personal experience that even if you do have a trademark on your name, other people will still use it and they will still allow a trademark almost with the exact same name as yours. It's, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it exactly. Um but basically, I feel like a lot of this, um, it starts to get very litigious too sometimes. Um, but, it, you know, just my thing is like if somebody already has a name trademarked, why would you go and try to trademark something very similar? Why do you want that confusion in the industry? Why do you want to start to get into those battles? I Nobody can explain that to me, but it does happen. But I would, I would say 
stay away from it. If someone has a very similar name and there is a trademark, you could run into some issues there. Obviously, run the name through any and all internet searches. I actually do um, be on Google. I like, um, I think it's DuckDuckGo. Is that what it is? I'm trying to think. There's a new search engine that I have on my phone. And uh, yeah, DuckDuckGo. So I actually do Google and DuckDuckGo now because, well, DuckDuckGo, like kind of, you can, it, it, you don't get a ton of uh, um, ads and target, target. I think it like protects your privacy or something. But anyway, uh, what I do like is I actually go between the two because I get different results on searches. So if I type in whatever, you know, home organizing, I'm going to get a different set of searches on Google than I would on DuckDuckGo. So I do DuckDuckGo and Google and when I'm searching something just to make sure I'm like checking everything. Again, I just mentioned this, run run the name through podcasts. So whatever podcast your app you're using, Apple or Spotify or whatever, see, is there somebody with that name that has a podcast? Um, and probably most importantly, I would check your Secretary of State records. So in most states, um, you have to file first with the Secretary of State. And this could be different in the state that you're in. I know personal from Nevada um, that that's what you have to do. And there's a lot of steps that you have to take at your local So your city, your county, and then the state level. So for those of you that are listening outside of the U.S., yes, we have a lot of levels of bureaucracy that we have to go through um, in order just to file a business name in some cases. So Secretary of State Records, and if you um, type that in, so if you live in Nebraska, for instance, just Nebraska, Secretary of State, and make sure it usually comes up with a .gov Um, And that's how you know. And you can also, it'll say like entity search or entity name search in a lot of these websites. And you can just take a look and see, has anyone else used that name? And how are they using that name in your state or your jurisdiction? But the other part of the research I want you to do is certifications needed. Like what, do you have to be certified to do this? So again, a good old-fashioned internet search will help you find. Now, I will say, and I've always cautioned professional organizers, for instance, a lot of people um, are under the um, understanding that you have to get certified. I'm telling you, it meant nothing. I have been certified and not certified in that industry. It mattered not. I mean, there are many, many businesses where all you have to do is call yourself that person. What? was really helped me grow one organized mama to be the largest home organizing business in Las Vegas during that time was my hard work, my reputation, the referrals. I mean, it was a huge referral based business. That's how I got most of my business was from referrals. And so no one, I am here to tell you not one person asked for a certification. They did ask for insurance So that was something that I did make sure to have was uh, liability insurance. And at one point, I did have to purchase like a bond for a client, which I was happy to do. And it was pretty easy. And again, your insurance company can uh, help you with that. But that's not to say other industries do require certifications. Obviously, real estate, there's a lot 
of certifications and education needed and a lot of steps to do to become a realtor. So research, research, research. Um, education requirements. There, depending on your area, there may be some level of different education requirements that are required in order to gain a certification. So that is definitely something that you want to uh, research and licensing requirements. And I mean this in two different ways. Perhaps it's a professional licensing. So for instance, again, real estate, my scope of expertise, there's a license requirement there. So I have a um, certain level, I have to do so many hours of education, and I actually have to keep up with this every year. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm looking for classes to take and trying to add to my education requirements um, to be met in both states now. So, in order to keep my license, there's there's a lot of requirements. And on the flip side of licensing, sometimes um, you do have to get a business license, and again. Your Secretary of State website is a fantastic place to start for that. Um, another really great place to start that I just just popped in my head, and I don't know why I don't have it in my notes, is the Small Business Administration. So most towns or cities have an SBA, and it's usually sba.gov to do a search to see. And they have a wonderful mentorship program that I uh, was a part of. I believe it was called SCORE. I don't know, Scope popped in my head, but I'm pretty sure it was SCORE. And this is where you get so many hours with a usually a mentor that's been retired or someone that's been in the business for many, many years. These amazing um, entrepreneurs and successful business owners that will give their time to you and just kind of like help talk you through Um the obstacles and and how to set up your business, but a really great resource on that. So research everything you can. Get detailed. This is where you start to get up and put some action behind all of those brainstorming notes. Okay, number three, I want you to contact similar businesses outside of your area. So I'm going to go back into my professional organizing. And so I was starting a professional organizing business in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I did two things. I went way outside of Nevada and I started researching and reaching out to people. I had a couple of contacts with people who knew professional organizers in other states. Pick their brain a little bit. Um, I will say it, it, that, it always feels a little bit weird. And if you are a small business owner out there or entrepreneur and you've had some success and someone is reaching out to you, there's enough business for everyone that can't hurt. I'm always surprised about the amount of people who um, wouldn't kind of return a call. So don't fret, just keep trying. You will eventually find someone that'll give you some information But again, it's important for you to do it really outside of where you're at. And then because you kind of let them know like, hey, look, I'm not coming in um, to get your competition or anything. I just want to kind of pick your brain a little bit. And by picking your brain, I mean, you want to start to ask them, um, what are the startup costs? How much does it, how much should I have to start this business up? Also, what kind of marketing did you do? Um, 
how long did it take you to get your first clients? Like how long did it take you to get everything up and running? What were some of your obstacles or what were some of the obstacles that you met that you didn't even anticipate before going in? And again, this is not to scare you away. This is to just completely get you ready and and arm you for great success. Um, I would also ask them, what would they do differently? Like if they went back and started over, what would they do differently? There is a podcast um, for realtors that I love, Hustle Humbly. Um, these girls, in fact, on my walk this morning, I just listened to their episode as, and they were talking about if they could start their real estate business businesses over. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was just packed, jam-packed full of really, really great content and, and tips and information. And that's so helpful, especially when you are kind of getting started and getting up and running and stuff like it's great to hear from the advice from other people. And, um, and so, yeah, ask, what would you do differently? And also, how did they lead generate? If you are starting a business, welcome to the world of lead generation. Welcome to the world of like SOI, sphere of influence, where it doesn't matter what industry that you're in, everyone is going to harp on this to you. Go after your SOI, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen. You do not have a business unless you lead gen. You have to generate leads every single day, every single day. Even if you're like a new, you know, dentist that is opening a brand new office, how are you going to get your first patients? You have to do some form of lead generation. So lead generation is your top dog, number one thing that should be on your mind in the first thing in the morning. How many people am I going to talk to today? How am I going to incorporate what I do into conversation? How am I going to get lead generation? So that is something that you want to ask someone that's in your similar industry. How did they do it? Now on the flip side, I also want you to try to talk to somebody in your state because again... All 50 states are very different, and I'm finding that even with real estate. I swear I've joined two states that do real estate in complete opposite ways in some regard. So I'm always having to like kind of put on my Nevada hat and then take it off, put on my Georgia hat. And um, But it's great because it's making me a better realtor in both states. I'm learning uh, so much. But I encourage you to reach out to somebody outside of your city. So if I was in Vegas, I reached out to people in Reno because that was sort of the next biggest city that I knew in Nevada and just kind of, you know, touch base with them. Again, you're not in their area. You're not um, kind of a quote unquote threat to them and to their business, but they do live in the same state that probably has a very similar licensing requirements, certifications, education requirements, et cetera, et cetera. So again, reach out to them and just see if they're willing to ask. Kind of just have a a list of of questions ready to ask them. And that's what I always encourage when I do one-on-one coaching with people. I always encourage them, come with your list of questions. And a lot of times I'll even submit them, have them submit them to me before our phone conversation so that I'm like really ready to, to kind of answer those. So I want you to contact similar businesses outside of your area. If you have luck contacting someone within, more power to you. And please give that business owner a thumbs up. I always try to do that, whether it be real estate or professional organizing. 
Um, and, and this is how I know a lot of people don't always talk because when I would, I would be like, sure, yeah, I'll have a conversation with you. Um, and they would always say, my gosh, you're the only person that would talk to me. That really, as small business owners and entrepreneurs, please provide more of a community for fellow people. There is enough business out there for everybody, I promise. And it helps you. And sometimes I would learn something new from um, the people that I helped. Now, that being said, I, I give them a reasonable amount of time. Don't expect like an hour. I mean, if somebody wants um, a prolonged amount of time, I will just direct them now to doing a one-on-one coaching session with me. You know, I'm happy to give someone 15, 20 minutes. But when you put yourself out there in any regard, people do respond back. And sometimes people want a lot of you. And so I, I had to learn that lesson over the past few years of not giving so much of myself away. Um, okay, number four. The next thing I want you to do is when you, you have your idea, you're, you're getting that gusto, you're doing the research, you're calling, you're learning everything you can. I want you to read, listen, and watch everything. Guys, we live in a time of of history where there is more information out there than we, I mean, it's the best time for information. Basically, we're like in this information renaissance, if you will. There are so many content creators like myself that are just, uh, who am I? I mean, I'm, who am I? And I'm starting a podcast that is literally listened to people from around the world. And that's not to brag. I'm just saying that anybody can create content and put the information out there. So that is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I listen to it. My my youngest has introduced me to my young to well my middle child and youngest have introduced me to the deliciousness that is YouTube. And so my youngest, so the the little ones, he's eleven, those guys are like on YouTube. I think they watch more like YouTube or um stuff like that than they do regular TV than my my older one when he was little he you know was about cartoons and stuff now my younger one's like hey mom guess what i learned on youtube and he's really into fishing and so i have to hear a lot about fishing right now but he's like always like tying a lure or uh whatever that's called and wa- while watching a youtube video about someone tying fish fishing knots or something so anyway I have discovered, oh my gosh, YouTube is kind of for me too. And I, it's actually kind of lately been my nightly routine. Some of it is like, I'm obsessed with like the royal family. I love everything about them. Um, Big, uh, big Kate fan, by the way. And um, so even if it's just like watching videos about them, or I love um, tips about design and style of your home. I love the, the uh, people that have gone out and they're like doing the fashion, you know, like women over 40 fashion tips, love that. Funny thing happened recently. I was just, you know, YouTube is just like any other kind of social media feed. And I discovered one of my recent real estate clients have a YouTube channel. It's pretty funny. So anyway, that was kind of cool because I was like, oh my gosh, guys, I, you guys popped up in my YouTube feed the other day. So anyway, I digress. Listen, watch, read everything. 
there's there's a million books out there. That's one thing that I discovered with um, professional organizing. I had no idea how many books you could buy on the subject. And so in the very beginning, I was buying everything, reading everything. People were giving me things to read. Read it, read it, read it. It cannot hurt you. Um, watch and listen, but really to people that are providing really relevant content. Stay away from anybody who's a little too like braggadocious. That's like, oh my gosh, look at me. Like, whatever. You know, like if anyone's kind of feeling a little icky, just that's not someone that you should be watching. You want to watch someone that's going to inspire, encourage, motivate you, educate you, show you the ropes. That's the feeling that I want you to get from the content. But I want you to absolutely pick up whatever book, listen to whatever podcast you can find, watch whatever YouTube video, um, and just learn as much as you can. But do it in a way, again, where it is for motivation and also kind of avoid this over over analysis. What is, I always say it wrong, paralysis by over analysis. So don't judge yourself. This is, you need to get in the headspace when you're doing this of, I am here to learn. I want to get motivated. I am here to learn, but I'm not going to judge myself who's a brand new, hasn't even really started, or maybe if I have, I barely started to someone who's been in the industry 18, 25, 40 years, whatever. I'm not going to judge where I'm at against them. That's not the intention. And if, again, you feel like someone is giving you that vibe, then that's not who you need to read, watch, or listen. Find the people that are really trying to motivate you, who are giving you great content, giving you great ideas, who are sort of, you're walking away with those aha moments. That's what I want you to do as number four. Okay, rounding off at number five. Remember the brainstorm list? Perhaps it has now evolved into a few different lists. One of the things that I want it to evolve into is a timeline with deadlines. All right. However you want to do this. This is where you can use your calendar. You can use your, your digital devices, your apps, whatever. This is where you can use and incorporate some of this stuff. But just like how I teach when it comes to time management and daily planning, you need to start to put some, breaking these tasks down and putting some things. And when you are in business, you are going to learn more than ever date numbers. Numbers matter. I need to make 50 phone calls by this day. I need to send out 150 postcards by this day. I need to you know, whatever, and put the date, the date, the date is a number. Um, schedule. This is where you do get pretty organized. And again, this is something that's a little bit different than when I just talk about daily time management. This is really where I want you to really be good and like, I know what my plan is for today. And it has like a number, it has an action behind it. It's like a yes or no. This is where we get very black and white. Did it get done? It didn't. So no, this is how you have to get very disciplined and really tough with yourself. This is where you act. This is where you do. You no longer have a boss dictating what you're doing throughout your day. It is now contingent upon you 
as the small business owner to act as you are that. And let me tell you, I'm going to I'm going to share this and maybe I'll do a podcast episode on this. I, my personal perspective, my personal view is very hard as a woman because I'm a people pleaser at heart and I but I'm this super uber passionate business owner. And I rub people the wrong way who work with me and for me. And I see it. I see it. And it's because I I want them to succeed. But I'm like, what are you doing? Did you do X, Y, Z? And it's hard because they don't like that. So that is something that I am having to really kind of work through in my life of saying, it doesn't matter if they like me or not. What matters is that we're working in a professional setting and did the job get done. And so I'm telling you that is something that's really, really hard. It's hard if you're a people pleaser sometimes. And again, I'm speaking because I am female and I'm a woman. I don't want people to think I'm the you know what word. You know, I don't want people to dislike me, but I also need to get this job done. And if I don't get really tough, then it doesn't get done, bottom line. And so that is something that is really tough that I have to really set expectations out very clearly. And I'm learning that. And I've been in business, what, 11 years now? And I'm still learning how to get better at that. But I, I'm making progress along the way of teaching people of, of these are my expectations when it comes to business And these are the things that need to get done so that we are all successful and our clients are happy. So a lot to take in. So I'm just going to recap real quick. Number one, brainstorm. Number two, research. Number three, contact similar businesses outside of your area. Four is read, watch, listen. Number five is create a timeline with deadlines. So I will be uploading this in, like I said, our Facebook group under the files section. I'll try to do a post about it too. If you have joined the Facebook, or excuse me, if you've joined as a member, take a look out for some messages on how to, I will send you an invitation to the Facebook group. So just kind of keep an eye out for that as you go through. I'm kind of working through like an onboarding process into the community in the membership. And then when you do get into the Facebook group, please do a welcome post. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Why are you there? Do you have a small business? What do you want to learn? What do you want to teach? Because this is going to really be an environment where we're learning from each other, but we're also sharing our own expertise in these areas. So I just want to thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. I'm, I could keep talking forever. I love this stuff. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time. Um, again, if you want a PDF of this, um, feel free to join our community and you'll have access to all of that and you can print it out and it'll just kind of help guide you. And again, it's a great way to sort of get things out of your head and onto paper, which is super important. So reach out to me if you guys have any questions. Um, I'm still at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com on Instagram, Janelle Rillat, Instagram and Facebook, Janelle Rillat, J-A-N-E-L, Last name is R-A-L-A-T. So you can uh, follow me, friend me, like me, whatever you want to do on either one of those platforms. And stay tuned. I have a lot more to talk about in these, uh, these new topics that I'm going over. All right, you guys have a wonderful week out there.